This is a Bulldog Radio podcast. It is a good day to have a good day. We are back on the MBSP. Myself, Joe Nagy, who's lip syncing my intro right now. <laughs> Joe, why are you doing that? I don't know. I'm just trying to have a good time. But today, <laughs> today on the show, we got a very special guest. He's been on a couple times before. Adam Langworthy, welcome to the show. Great to have you back on. And excited to kind of talk with you. <clears throat> uh, thanks. <laughs> good talk. Um, <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah, good talk. Um, <laughs> if you want to be a guest on the show, you know what to do. Follow us on Twitter at the MBSP. We can make it happen because COVID will not stop us from creating quality content. Content is king. Content is king. That's going to be your new catchphrase, isn't it? I guess so. I guess it is. But anyway, getting into MLB, we figured, Adam, you love MLB, so we're going to talk about it for you. Um, we can talk a little bit about the Tigers. Um, really haven't talked about them a lot, obviously, because we're expecting snow soon, and that's not the optimal baseball weather. But A.J. Hinch is our new head skipper. Adam, I know you have some thoughts on that. That's eh, fine. It's all right. I mean, you said everything everything right during the press conference. Um I don't think he created the whole cheating scandal anyway. In fact, I heard that twice he took a bat to the monitors that they were using, which also causes some concern. Because like, if he took a bat to the monitors and destroyed them and his team still didn't care, how much control does a guy have over a clubhouse? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But the coaching staff he's hired so far is fantastic. I think they have the best coaching staff in the MLB. Chris Ooh, Fetter, really? Chris Fetter, great hire. Uh, we hired the... Chicago White Sox assistant hitting coach. They had the best offense in the league last year. Mm-hmm. And I think Manny Machado will give him a lot of credit. He must have been at the Orioles at some point then. Mm-hmm. But um, really excited because... Yeah, I think he had a stint with the Orioles. The number one thing that was the problem last year with the coaching staff wasn't Gardy. It was the pitching coach. He was garbage. Oh, our, our pitching's been atrocious the last two years. It's really been awful. It's been buns, to say the least. It's been pretty <laughs> bad, yeah, I would say. But Joe... I don't how, know. How do you feel about this? Because we obviously, know how you feel obviously, about this you know whole Astros situation. I feel about situation. the Astros and the Houston team because I don't like them as much anymore. I don't know. If he if he is what you said, Adam, where he didn't want that to happen, then, I don't know, respect to him. Hopefully just that doesn't happen for the Tigers. Although he probably might need to cheat because we're just like to not have another 100 loss season. What maybe. do you mean? We're World Series bound. All right, okay. But I don't know. It's I'm indifferent because I'm excited for just a new coach and a new opportunity, but I'm also just like a little indifferent because I don't like the Astros and I don't know A.J. Hinch too well, so I don't know like what his values as a coach is going to be. So hopefully nothing too crazy, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm excited, I, but also not very excited. Yeah, and I mean, our pitching staff, we have a lot of potential upstart. Obviously, we had Mize and Schoolball enter the team the last part of the season last year did all right i mean mize had that great start the opening night but that kind of fizzled out since then um fulmer hard to keep him on the field really without bringing him in with a cast and wraps on his what whatever it is the man's just just a little injury prone now it seems like so it's it's just broken yeah turnbull can do some great stuff i mean i i i honestly under underestimated what he was going to be able to do because i mean he was a little inconsistent but he still was pretty good um matt boyd um he does pitch well i mean just 
keeping the ball in the ballpark really is his problem. And it, it, it is a pretty big problem. So um, I do agree, though, Adam. I think the pitching pitching aspect, we did need a change. That needed to happen because this we've had too much inconsistency pitching-wise. And if you look at all the teams that have really have dominant pitching staffs like the Indians were for a year. Um, even you could throw in the Cubs in there, other teams like that that have dominant bullpens and starting pitching. Those are the teams that are going to take you far because offense comes really it comes comes in waves really. You're going to have good you're going to have good stretches, you're going to have bad stretches. I mean, baseball really can be a game of or a game of hot streaks and slumps really if you think about it. So, those things are important and I think we just need to improve that if we want to be a good club moving forward. Well, Federer was a—he was an up-and-comer for a while in the industry, so I'm really excited to uh, get him in here. And uh, I mean, yeah, some guy like Nor—not uh, Norris, uh, Fulmer could have sort of a Norris role, put him in the bullpen. I think that'd be a great idea because look at Norris last year. I think he finally found his he, role. He found some stuff. He found he his good. role. Uh, three innings guy, just like you tell him, hey, you're gonna get your three innings every day, so get ready. He, he's a guy who needs a routine, and I'm glad that he found something last year where he can contribute to the team yeah i mean he, he he did great i mean he had 28 strikeouts last year and 27 innings i mean one strikeout every inning it's not too shabby i mean obviously it doesn't look that great on paper but i mean he only gave up 10 earned runs and for the tigers hey an era of under four that's pretty good <laughs> exactly we, we were pretty bad last the two years so um, yeah, I think Norris is a bright spot. I think we got. I think we got a lot. I mean, we obviously have some more prospects that we're really looking forward to. I know I, we brought up Matt Manning before the show, where he's going to be because he was really a really high end level prospect when we drafted him out of high school. So it'll it'll be interesting to see how to see how that um, turns out for sure. But um, some free agent markets. Um, Francisco Lindor is still out there. Um, he's not committed to staying with Cleveland. He said he will go elsewhere, and it sounds like he wants a little bit of money, which I, I get it. He he wants he wants us to do, and I don't he's think good, he's good enough to ask for it. So yeah, I mean, I think, there's nothing too crazy. I think Cleveland's but, not ready to pay them yet. Yet, so where is Lindor going to land, fellas? Because I know. I mean, we have the money, but we won't shell it out at yeah, all. Chris, get off your butt and pay people. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, shove out your multi, your billions and billions of dollars that you can afford on this team. We know you got that pizza money. <laughs> yeah, we, we know you got the dough for the pizza. It's, I see what you did there. That was I pretty know, good. I thought I was going to get a little more reaction, but I'll, I'll, I'll give you. A, he has I'll the money, so I don't part. understand why he doesn't. Why we don't spend a little bit more? I know I, you brought it up. He's like the what fourth richest he's, owner. Yeah, top five richest owner. And in we MLB. literally have no bit. Like we don't really have. And any he's trying to be Miguel like, Cabrera, who's kind of. Who's going to be a DH, and that's about it this year. Yeah, I, I don't want to hear this whole like, oh, we're a poverty franchise, we're in the mid market. I don't want to hear it. Okay, we're rebuilding the the, the city, the just, whole economy. Just, no, he's not though. He's not. Well, no, no, no. I'm saying around it. Like, even look at the Pistons. How many little cities D-up, can he build? New, new management, new way we spend, and look where we're going. He just needs to spend money. I'm tired of this whole like, oh, we're a poverty franchise, whatever. Like, oh, man's man's got to like sell. Either the Tigers or the Red Wings, and figure out just like he can't own two because both teams right now are in terrible spots. Yeah. Like he's got to oh, figure no, out. No, the Red Wings are on the right path. They got Stevie. Oh, y. yeah, they are. On the, they are on the Stevie right path. Stevie needs to be there. Trust the Eyes are playing. Okay. Oh, I do. <laughs> I do. I trusted the Eyes have been playing when he was in Tampa Bay, and then plus they, that, that's got a salary cap. He's gonna spend on the salary cap. Like it's yeah. not. But I don't know with the baseball thing. He needs to spend money. 
Because he's all like, they just, MLB just signed a billion dollar TV deal with some cable company to broadcast like the ALDS or something. The Tigers' value is as high as it's ever been. They're worth like $3 billion, maybe even more. He's not poor. I don't care about your money, Chris. Pay pay some players to actually make a good baseball team. Yeah, and especially just with how depleted our our athletics are in the city of Detroit, just how bad it is. We need something, Chris. Figure it out. We can't suffer for too much longer, or else you're going to lose interest from everybody. When your biggest victory in the past five years is firing Matt Patricia, you know you're in a <laughs> in a uh, bad place as a sports town. It was a refreshing sight. It was a dark place. But, I mean, here's the thing that I, I'm kind of seeing, especially just with Detroit sports in general. The last two years, we're pretty much kind of at a restart mode. And really, the the fact is, is we've every team has had their peak, and now... We kind of all been on the downside, but now we're gonna we're gonna buckle up together and we're gonna rebuild again together and we're gonna get to the top at some point. I'm not gonna say like next year we're all gonna all the sports are gonna win championships, but the path we're on the right path. And I think it just took a lot. It took a lot, especially I mean from you look at the Pistons standpoint that it took a lot for Troy Weaver to gut the whole roster and that that takes a lot of guts but now we have we have guys that are willing to do some of those things i mean he's gotten out and went got some great players i mean but the tigers really haven't been the team that's kind of i don't want to say like picked up the slack or anything because the red wings have made some pretty good draft picks i mean they they that's their key in is the draft i mean the lions lions just needed a new they just need a new way to run their front office mm-hmm. and run their team because the the old way is running out of running out yeah. of juice basically, and that that situation has to change. But we need to make a splash. I mean, yeah. Lions are I mean, Lions are changing though because do you see Matt Stafford's uh, comment on Daryl Bevel? He's just like the guys like Daryl a lot better than Matt Patricia. Mm-hmm. Like he just he's a likable guy. Yeah, and I think that's like one of the big things that's actually going to help the Lions is just finding a head coach that can gel with the players rather than like have that game like mine that can make those decisions when they need to be done because the team chemistry is just as important as the game plan and I feel like that's something that Lions just haven't had in a while so yeah I mean if Darren Bevel gels with the guys and he helps win us games why not keep him around I don't under I don't see yeah I mean he can he can obviously stay as offensive coordinator. I I mean if he's gonna be if he's the right guy for the head coach, I, I'd be for it because if, if they like him and they're winning games, what what else can you ask for? Nothing going wrong outside of the field, anything like that. So, but anyway, the Tigers, the Tigers just need we just need some. I think we have the I think we have the camaraderie because I mean obviously throughout all the trials and tribulations, we still have the guys from the 116 loss season. So there's something there. Otherwise, everybody would have wanted to leave by now. Yeah, we so. suck, but at least they're all friends, right? Yeah, at least they're all friends. But we just need the right. We need the right captain. Guardy was Guardy was a great man. He's a he's a good manager. But the situation he was in, especially for, I mean, him being in, he couldn't take it with. He couldn't take what was being asked of him, especially for how old he is. And we completely understand that. I mean, the man's been in the in the game of baseball for how long? So. And, I mean, it's sad that we had to see him go, but we understand that. But I think A.J. Hinge can be, as long as nothing crazy happens, like any sort of speculation or anything or whatever. Yeah, if, nope. I, hear, if I hear one trash can getting hit, then I'm just... You're just done. I'm just done. <laughs> but I don't just know. Just the keyword key in rebuild is build, and they need to actually build something. Because let me tell you, Grayson Griner is not... Pudge Rodriguez, okay? They need to, like, <laughs> we're, we're not going to be, like... 
the team that's going to win is not going to be completely homegrown. That's 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 a farce. That's not going to happen. No. You need to sign the free agents, and if he doesn't sign the free agents, then what are we doing? Why 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 are we why are we even playing the game? What's the point? The point the point of baseball is not to make Chris Illich money. So it's, yeah, it's to make it so that your fans like stay loyal and you reward your fans for yeah. being fans. Win like, games, that's it. win championships, win fans. Make, yeah, make sure that's your fans you are happy. But so and we we need to we need to make a splash. I think that's the thing we're missing. And I think I mean you just brought up Grayson Griner. Um, do we make a bid for Real Moto? Uh, we should. Although the thing is, it's tough because um, we got the CBA is expiring soon, and like I said before, there is going to be a strike. That's that's a fact of life. There's going to be a strike, not this year, but the next. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it it probably will happen. So I and if it does, I'm holding out hope that somehow they can reach an agreement by then. But in reality, it probably can. It's it not good, especially after the negotiations last year. Which is which puts into whole question the whole building through the farm system thing because they're probably going to shorten the number of years that the team has control. So instead of having a guy into his age twenty eight season, it's gonna be like his age twenty six season. At that point, what's the point of building through a draft of why people are going to leave before they hit their prime? That is that's an excellent point. So I think I mean that that would certainly make the change of MLB saying, "Hey, we want to see." We want to see more stuff being done in the offseason. We want to see more big-time deals being made because, obviously, there's times where, I mean, not obviously not a, a, a baseball example, but you look at Golden State. You draft guys like Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. It wasn't second, third year when those guys hit their stride. It was years four, five, six, and then they get started winning championships. So that that method with without that CBA deal you are just talking about, it's going to make it different. So I, I don't know. It's really hard to judge what Robert Manford wants because he's kind of like jumping on both sides of the fence, it seems like. I don't I don't really understand what... It's really hard to see what he wants. Cause Robert like, Manfred At least Bud Selig, he was like, yeah, this is the way it should be. And everybody was in agreement with that. But Manfred is just kind of like... He's on both sides for, for the teams and then for the, for the company. So it's kind of weird. I don't know. Robert not, Manfred is such just like a... He's not good at his job. I don't he's know. Not a, he's, he's not. A, he's great at his job. His job is to serve the owners. He's not a baseball guy. Yeah. His job is to milk as much money he can out of the league, and that's what he's doing. He doesn't care about baseball. No. And that's, a, that's the annoying thing about just watching it, because like, we could have, especially the way he de- dealt with the virus and especially the way he dealt with the bubble, it could have been resolved way quicker. We could have had at least maybe a hundred. We probably could have had a hundred-game season, most likely, if he actually got off his high horse and actually did something or just like... Yeah, because those guys stuck their foot in the ground and were literally screaming screaming all over play. five games. It was like, yeah. what's the what, what what's the biggest difference? One trip I think, over... I think people, they split uh, the league, the owners, and the players into three things, and it should be two. Because the league works for the owners. That's what the league is made up of. Yeah. Robert Manfred is literally an employee of the owners of the baseball team. Yep. And people don't realize that, which is why he's such a bum, honestly. <laughs> Probably. Would you like to call him your... Yeah, he's a disaster person. <laughs> disaster <laughs> we wondered if we'd hear that on the show today. But, 100%. Um, I mean, if if we wanted to make any big deals, what what are some moves the Tigers need to make, guys? Well, I already mentioned JT Rumuto because, mm-hmm. like, aside from Dylan Dingler... Uh, Jake Rogers ain't it either. Cause like how oh, no, Jake how bad is, is Jake Rogers? If last year if I didn't call him up at some point, 
You know, how bad is he if you decided, you know what, we're just going to go with Austin Romine and Grayson Griner. Jake, have fun in Toledo. Yeah. Like, enjoy enjoy your season I mean, in Dylan Ohio, Dingler might places. be someone, but, like, you got to have someone who's going to handle these, these pitchers, these young pitchers. So I think we should target JT Ramuto, maybe an outfielder, because Kristen Stewart's also a disaster person. <laughs> yeah, Kristen Stewart was kind of a bust. He was he was okay, but he has a hard time putting bat to ball. Is he it's even a re- bust? It's really like, I don't think he was a bust because like I guess we had some expectations because compared to the other trash in our farm system at the time, <laughs> it's like oh this guy's interesting, but like I don't, he we really shouldn't have put so much expectations on him. Yeah, that's the thing is uh, with Detroit being the way it is now, every every player we put extra expectations because we're we're in such a hole. We need something bright to see, and yeah. I think that's I think that's a reason why. But I don't. I could see Jake Rogers getting pulled up, having a really good stretch, and then just fizzling out. It's and I feel like that would be something. Well, that's what he did. Like when he we first pulled him up in 2019, he hit right, like that's what four home runs in a week, and then they're like, oh, if you throw this guy a breaking ball, he can't hit it, and then he and then they threw exactly. him three straight curveballs exactly. <laughs> so. I, I don't know that that's I I think Real Amuto would be I think it would be a great situation. It's just really does JT want to be here is really the question because every every mm. team he's he's been a part of. His I mean you take it back he was with the Marlins and that situation was kind of shaky shaky you could say it wasn't even shaky the Marlins ownership was just a disaster they had Yelich they had um, Real Muto they had uh, yeah exactly. Now, like, that was a good team, but it was just in a bad scenario, and mm-hmm. then it ended up... So, I mean, it could... It, I mean, Detroit... There, there'd be worse places to go than Detroit, I would say that. He's going to go where the money is, because these guys can't... You know, they're not going to retire at age 60. Like, you know, in a normal job, they got to get their money now. Right. To live off the rest of their lives. So, he'll go wherever the money is. Yeah. So, yeah. That, and, I mean, if Chris Hill shovels out some of the money that he's got, then we can probably get please, him. Please, spend something. Will, will he or not? Spend something. I read something the other day where it's like, uh, oh, he's going to he's gonna be patient off season. You know, we're going to sit back. Just like, why? Go now. Now's the time to go. Just Open do your it. window. Force it open. What happens if you spend, if you spend money and it f- falls through? Okay, we're set back one or two years. We've literally been set back for f- literally ten years. He's whining yeah, about oh, like, there's no fans in the ballpark, you know. Okay, outside. Okay, the one time we actually did spend money, we made a playoff run, and we had one of the best rotations we've ever seen in baseball. Yeah, Are and you, we spent money that the time. Best rotation ever. So and why don't we try it again? He's gonna, yeah, we he's know gonna the use ben- the whole oh it's <clears throat> COVID, nobody can go in the ballpark. Well, guess what, Chris? If you don't start spending, nobody guess else what, is gonna be Christopher. The, exactly. Nobody's gonna be, nobody's gonna be in the park just anyway. Just that man by his, his real name. <laughs> and I mean, kidding. it's outside, so like we can still like I mean, polit- politics aside, if we have to make it, I mean it's outside, so you can make it, so it's half capacity or something like that, so you can have fans in the in the stadium or whatever. But I don't know, it's I'm, you can still get people excited to be a Tigers fan if you shovel out money and start making it so that we have big name players and we have players who get the job done and actually have productivity on the field. Because if we don't, then it's just going to be like, oh, like your diehard Tigers fans are just going to kind of shrivel out, and there's not going to be anybody left, and you're just going to be like crawling back and trying to gain relevancy again. Yeah, I think I think Real Muto could really go just about anywhere. It's really who I think exactly. I think it's whoever shovels him the most money. I feel like is where he's going to go. But hey, there is a guy that was only about. 
two hours away that was dealing last year, and I think we know what we're talking about. Trevor Bauer's out there. He'll hey, go where hey. the money is. He'll go where the money yeah, he'll is. He'll go wherever. Too. He... So I feel like they're. I I don't I don't know. I would like to actually see him go. I'd actually like to see him go to the Angels, but the reason why I would say that is because I just want the Angels to actually support Mike Trout and actually try yeah, to make a run say, for once. Angels it's are been too long. Angels are that. a team that need to get something going because they do not want to waste Mike Trout's like no. talent right now because they, there's, need, there's, they need to do something. Trade the rally monkey. I don't know what it is, but they got to do something. Yes, they haven't done anything since 2002, where they yeah. also had a really good uh, player with the last name of a fish, uh, Tim Salmon. Yeah, so Tim Salmon. Yeah. Trout, he's it's, right there. It's, it's, it's going to be a waste of a generational talent. That, exactly. Like, you're yeah. going to be like, dang, I really wish like we did something while he was here because now it's just a waste of time. And yeah. Do you have any idea how difficult it will be to find another good player with the last name of a fish? Like, you have to go now. Yeah, we yeah, have, have to. Yeah, I, don't, I don't even know what, what would be. What else would we be looking at? Salmon, um, Trout. I don't know. I don't. What they, other fish last name? All I know is they got they got to spend money just for the hell of it. Wow! Get out of here. <laughs> that get off the show. This is why you <laughs> listen to the MBSP. Right? Get off the show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wow. know, but I, yeah, Angels are a team that really got to get something going. They but. just got the Reds closer. They just traded for him. So yeah. Rice Iglesias. That's that's something yeah. at least. Something. Yeah. I mean, hey, do we want Shane Green back? <laughs> Who knows? Maybe. All I know is they, their coaching staff needs to stop prescribing drugs because that's like one or two guys who have had ODs because of their medical staff, and that's a disaster. It's almost worse than the Mets. Like, their medical staff is terrible, and there's literally litigation going on right now because, what was it, was it Aiden Hart or was that the guy who crashed in the airplane? I don't know. Who was it? Skaggs? Yeah, it yeah, was Skaggs. Skaggs. Yeah, yeah. That, was a, that was a... Or no, was that a boating? I think it was boating accident. No, that was that was Fernandez. Oh, no, that was Fernandez. Yeah, Wait. that was okay. Jose Fernandez still. That was still like Skaggs OD, and that's like there's literally litigation right now because of their medical staff, like prescribing him and giving him drugs and stuff. Yeah, I. That's yeah. That's, the whole organization should just be burnt to the ground. Oh, yeah, gosh. that's that's a conversation for another day. But to yes. go back to Trevor Bauer, <laughs> to go back to Trevor Bauer, I mean that's like. He's obviously only wants to be places at one year. He just wants to get the money. I don't think ever since he left the Indians, I feel like that was like the only place where I think he'd stay for more than one. So if Tigers do want to get him for more than one, they'd have to basically offer him like the team basically because they got to shovel out hundreds of million dollars for him to stay for probably two or three years. And I don't think that's necessarily worth it, especially since we're trying to build a rotation that we want to actually work around. Um, But I don't know if if we do get him, we're gonna definitely gonna have to spend a lot of money, whether it be for a year or two or three. It's gonna be a lot of money that Chris Silich doesn't want to spend because, like Especially we said, he's for a, a year. He's right a now. cheap, cheap guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that pizza money can only go so far. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had this thought last night. What if San Diego somehow move moves some guys, shoveled some money, and then they end up landing Bauer to go with Clevenger? And here's the path. Whoa, that, here's the that, path. To the Tigers World Series, okay? Okay, tell out. me. Hear me out. Our road uniforms are so bad. That's what we need to do. We need to go back to like the 60s or the 80s uniforms. Because look what happened when San Diego brought back the brown. I mean, huh, it popped off. off. Exactly, pop off. exactly. I, so I, I can see what you're thinking of, there. Get rid of the garbage road uniforms. 
That is true. We need to change our uniforms because they've been the same for like we need to so at many least years. The old English D is all right, but like we just need like a better we, alternate. We need from an the alternate. 80s with the black Detroit on yeah. there. Oh my gosh. There's something, just some like so uh, it's a little bit better we because just need the gray. Something. Add something. It's so bland. Yeah, I the understand the originality, not... but we just need something else. I like... mean, you can't change the home uniforms. Everyone knows that. The home oh, no, uniforms no. have to stay the same, but the away yeah. uniforms are just so boring. Yeah, you they might as well just wear baby shoots out there. Yeah, I feel like around with those i mean just a gray jersey with detroit across the front it just it's not it's, really it's really original we need we need something outside of like even if we had like i mean the cubs kind of had success with like bp uniforms like even going that route of something something like navy just something so like we show up to the ballpark and we're not seeing the same thing every single time yeah. you've seen the 80s ones though right oh, oh yeah my God. i think those you, are so good yeah. i think you can bring the 80s ones back or even uh, the, even the old like sixties ones where it's just like the block navy like Detroit across the chest mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, those, those are great. Bad. Those are classic look, but they're it's awful. Their uniforms are awful right now. Yeah, except we, for their home uniforms. Can't impugn the home uniforms. Oh no, old English team classic, needs to stay. Exactly. So, but um, Adam, you did bring up outfield. There's plenty of outfielders on the market. Um, Adam Eaton is the only one that has been scratched from that list. He's not. He's going to return to the White Sox, which makes sense because. White Sox are bringing everybody back. It seems like uh, I don't. Th- I see Nelson Cruz on the list of possibilities. Nelson uh, Cruz for outfield. Yeah, that doesn't make no. sense to me. So it's he's he's gonna have to play DH. He's There's like, no way he plays man, in the outfield. What, Forty years old. He's like sixty-three yeah. or something. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that that. Whoever put this list together, I don't, I don't think that's uh, Justin Turner's still on the. I don't feel like he's gonna go anywhere. I don't he's know. He's like thirty-five too. So why would you leave? The I feel Dodgers? like he's. A, I feel like he's gonna be a Dodgers. Fan why would you? Why would you leave that career? situation? To me, that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Um, there. I mean, Michael Brantley's out there. He's been one that's kind of been. Where is he gonna go? And George Springer as well. So Astros might have to be looking for a new outfield soon. If those guys, I know Springer's had ties with the Mets a lot the last couple weeks. Um, um, Mr. Cohen wants to make a splash. See Springer as that opportunity. So I don't know. Uh, Brantley's been bounced around a lot. I mean, we've obviously known him for his stint with the Indians. So um, would he come to Detroit? I don't know. I How mean, old is he? Because like, if you're gonna sign someone to a multi-year deal, you might as well have them be like not ancient by the time you're actually competing. I believe he's in his 30s now. I believe. Um, Joe, you want to fact check that? I I actually don't know. Who is that again? Sorry, uh, Michael, Michael Brantley. Brantley. Michael I think Brantley? I think he's right now. I mean, he sh- he signed a short-term deal to go with the Astros to try to win another ship. He's 33 so, years right now. 33. Yeah, that makes sense. So I feel like he's gonna be teetering towards the end so he's gonna go to a contender for sure i feel like i mean hey maybe he wants to come put it put the last piece of the puzzle rebuilding a team to success and then riding off in the sunset i don't know but um ozuna is also another one um he's kind of an interesting one because you could see him being a, a dh type of guy but he could still play outfield for a little bit i mean he was kind of been yeah, I liked I liked him when he was with the Braves. I think that was kind of a good fit for them. Um, bringing in a, a long bomber to go with the young talent. They they were hitting the ball really well last year. I really liked and enjoyed watching the Braves. So um, you would wonder if they um, they want to have protection for Freeman um, in the middle of the lineup if they're going to bring him back. But he has bounced Cardinals, uh, Marlins. So he has bounced around. So there's a possibility he could go to a whole different team. So. Tigers need to make moves, and that's the point we're trying to get across. But there have been some pretty big moves in the NBA that we need to talk about. Um, 
I of course we have Adam on the show because we want some pretty wild takes, of course. <laughs> um, and he's the master of doing those. So this um, is true. Oh, actually, this is true. Actually, first, right before we get into that, how sad does it feel not to have Stubby clap? As a tiger skipper. It's pretty depressing. We uh, put a little stymied, stubby claps, meteoric rise amongst the baseball ranks, which is a little disappointing, not going <laughs> to lie. Uh, Hall of Fame name. Hall, they should just put his name on a plaque. Nothing. You don't even have to put a descriptor as to why he's in the Hall of Fame. People will see the name and they'll just be like, ah, I get it. That's fair. I understand. <laughs> That's why. We just had to bring that up because we wanted to know how you feel. But um, they will have to put the year that he played and was active, though, because people just assume he played in like eighteen eighty-seven or something. Probably, yeah. I think I, I mean that name alone should get should get plenty of attention. But um, anyway, um, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, no longer Westbrook, now going to be in Washington with Bradley Beal, while John Wall makes his way to Houston with James Harden. I know that we talked a little bit about this on Friday with Mike's and Takes. Um, I I kind of see the Rockets as winning this move a little bit more, but I want to I want to hear your thoughts, Adam. I because I feel that John Wall at the point of his career is going to start being more of a complimentary piece and not necessarily the guy. And obviously he's going to be a little bit less aware, or I wouldn't say aware. He's gonna he's gonna be less dependent on touches. I feel like now compared to James Harden. But I could see the Wizards situation working out. But right now, I think the Rockets won the trade, but really not by that much. What are your thoughts? Well, of course, uh, they can get with Washington get rid of their point guard because uh, they got Cassius Winston now. You know, like <laughs> who needs John Wall? I got Cassius Winston. That yeah, that's sweet, true. sweet headband. Yeah, I mean that was I I, I like that. I I think that them drafting Cassius almost might have been a sign, but I'm not gonna say like oh it was speculation and I knew it all along, but. Hey, Cassius is probably is in a pretty good situation now, so because yeah, not in a not a terrible spot. No, I because he I mean he's got Russell Westbrook to learn behind, so that's going to be a good situation. Mm-hmm. And I mean now, especially for the Rockets, I mean you got John Wall and Boogie together. That's the uh, what is it Kentucky connection now? Mm-hmm. I forgot what their actual name was, but I mean you got that chemistry already. Boogie's going to be good for in the paint. Going to be a and we haven't seen him in a long time because he's just been plagued with injuries. But now we'll be able to see him in. If he stays healthy, that'll be a pretty dangerous combination, especially for James Harden's threat among on the three. John Wall, his driving ability, and then Boogie being a, just a force in the paint is going to be really good. And I think, like you said, John Wall is going to have to kind of slide into that role of being more of the position player and more of the support help, which I think he will do because he's kind of realizing like, all right, I've gotten traded from the team that like I've been with for my whole career. I kind of got to realize it's a new like, chapter. I was like, all right, I got to do what I got to do to win the championship. And if he he has to be mature enough to realize like, all right, like I'm not the guy. If we if this is what I have to do, this is what I have to do. So I want to win a championship and to be a team player. And I think James Harden now is going to have a guy who really compliments him, especially since Russell Westbrook. We had the situations where. Who's going to get the ball in those really tough spots? Are they just going to be fighting over it? And, I mean, rarely did we see them get 30 points a game, both both of them. And that was, like, the one thing where – I know we had a discussion about that. If that happens, then they're basically unbeatable. But that rarely happened. It was few, few and far in between. So, mm-hmm. I liked where I like where the Rockets are right now. But it comes down, is John Wall going to be the guy that can go into that supportive role rather than being the main character? Yeah, and uh, I think one thing that people do need to realize is that – I mean, James Harden was in Houston over the weekend, but he he hasn't reported to the basketball team as no. far as being or 
getting ready to go for training camp and everything. Um, so there, there still is a reality and there's a rumor lurking around that Philly is still interested in trading for him. And that's going to require a big load. But if if they like John Wall as their guy, then you build pieces around it. I mean, they have Christian Wood, who could be most improved player of the year next year. I mean, that's a legit possibility. I, I think like Vegas has him really low in the odds, but I feel like that's kind of kind of too low, especially for what he did last year with Detroit. I mean, I would have loved to see them keep him, but obviously we're going in a different direction. So I think that would be. I mean, now we're talking that you're gonna get you're gonna get a big load back from Philly to pair with John Wall. That'll make the situation interesting because if, if you're Philly right now, you're pretty much going to... You have Doc now. You have all these pieces around. It's really now or never, I feel like, because we've already seen what that camaraderie does. It gets you so far, and then it just fizzles out because by the time they got to the playoff situation, Butler was the guy that was going to deliver the wins, and obviously... He did that for Miami last year and not Philadelphia. So I think is, is Doc Rivers a plus? Like aside from winning in two thousand eight with three Hall of Famers, what has he ever done? Well, I'm not saying he, like he's an instant gonna win them more games. I'm saying he's a change. So if you're if that's what you're saying, if you want to change the way that the memo has been, get a three four seed, make it all the way to the conference finals or the round before that and lose, then. What what do they need to do to really just peek over top of that? If that's Harden, because obviously they see that as an idea. I don't know what they're thinking, but if you're Philly and you want James Harden, you 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 might as well go and get him because the Rockets are going to listen. And it's crazy to think that because James Harden has a loaded contract, and the fact is is now that you have John Wall. And James Harden to worry about for contract wise, and then you still got guys now like Christian Wood that you just signed for a pretty big deal. Money's going to get tight over the next couple of years, so you're going to have to expect success on that if you're going to want to keep that going. So the big thing is: is are they willing to do that, and are they willing to keep Harden around? And if not, Philly's going to be waiting there for him. They're they're willing to do whatever it takes. Yeah, I mean. I agree with you, man. It's, <laughs> yeah. You kind of just hit the nail on the head from my point, but I don't know. It's There's a lot of things going on, and I, I mean, it's just a situation where anything can happen, really. And I think right now, players just reporting back to training camp and stuff like that, that's going to be a big thing. I'm just getting ready. But I mean, one thing I'm also kind of looking, for, looking forward to is how they're going to adapt to kind of the really short break that mm-hmm. they had. Because, I mean, when did they end? Like, not even a month or two ago? And then they're going to be back in, like, another month compared to, like, usually they have, like, at least three months of the off season and stuff like that. So depending on who's going to be the guys that – depending on who's going to be the guys and who's going to be the teams that kind of use this to their advantage and really kind of work hard and get back to where they were at, especially with just such a short break, I feel like the mentality is going to be a little bit different getting prepared for the season. But we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. It should be It should be really interesting to see what – it'll be interesting to see how that situation plays out because obviously – Rocket fans are like, wait, Harden's not coming back? Like, what What are you guys talking about? Because he's been the face of their franchise for so long, especially mm-hmm. after the move from LKC. So that'll be interesting. But um, I just wanted to throw, uh, throw out this kind of little mini segment. I want to hear you guys' thoughts. I'm going to give you guys two teams, and I want you to say which ones you like better right now and why. The first one I have, Boston Celtics or the Philadelphia 76ers. Adam, who do you like better? Uh, I think... Celtics, um, based on the fact that Ben Simmons is kind of 
a weird type of player to have right now. Not really a big uh, shooter, you know. He just sort of drives. And then I have a lot more faith in Brad Stevens than I do Doc Rivers. Okay. I think Brad Stevens is a fantastic coach and has a better chance of putting them over the edge than Doc Rivers. Okay. I know that Ben Simmons has been like really working hard on the corner three and his jumpers a lot more. So I'm kind of I'm confident that he'll do better with that this year because I mean there was like a report that he's just been working on that basically all off season. But I gotta go with the Celtics mainly because just how good their young core has been doing, especially with Jalen Brown and Jason Taylor, Jason Tatum, and how well they've been working together and just kind of the piece they have to been surrounding with them, especially Kemba Walker too coming in. It's it's a situation where, and like you said, Brad Stevens, I feel like it's just a perfect storm for them that they'll really do something really special this year, and it'll kind of depend on really what they do and kind of what they take for the opportunities ahead of them. But Celtics, I feel like, are just a little bit better, especially since kind of with the 76ers, the process has been just a little bit jumbled lately, and kind of the waters have been getting a little bit murky. Yeah, I see. The one thing that I'm a little worried about with the Celtics is their their young core is fantastic. Um, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, those guys are fantastic, and obviously the greatest of them all, Taco Fall. Like they're, they, I feel like that team is is in a really. They good have position. a lot of potential. They do have, they a, have lot a lot of potential. potential. The only thing with them is that I'm I'm just a little bit concerned about is I think Brad Stevens is a great guy. Outside of the that core group, especially guys off the bench. It, it gets a little shaky to me. I mean, you have you have some great you have. I mean, they have good. They have a good bench core. But when you compare it now to what the 76ers are doing, because I mean, the 76ers now you have you've obviously added Seth Curry. You've obviously added Danny Green. Then you have Derek Walton, the goat. No, I'm just kidding. He's not the goat. Um, Matisse Thybulle, TikTok king. Um, he, I mean, they have a pretty pretty good bench, and I think that's why they have. My vote just a little bit more than the Celtics, but I mean the Celtics are a really good team. I think those two team or those two are probably going to be in battle for three or four as far as seeding goes next year. Because I mean, af- the only thing is after right now they're looking at their draft picks as far as being the guys off the bench. Because you have guys like Grant Williams, you have guys like um, um, Marcus Smart who might start this year. Um, Aaron Naismith who they got in the draft. There, there's a lot of question marks as far as their depth goes. So that's why I would pick the, the 76ers right now. But, I mean, both those teams are going to be pretty solid. Um, we'll go straight up, L.A.L.A., Clippers or Lakers? So Lakers, 100%. Didn't, didn't L.A. hire Teron Liu? Or so, who, someone was hiring Teron Liu, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that was the Clippers. Based right? solely on that. Gosh, like, <laughs> what has Teron Liu ever done? He had LeBron. Yeah, and LeBron was the coach that year, basically. I don't. I gotta go Lakers as well, mainly because everybody was saying like, "Oh, they don't really have anybody." Like, at, especially at the start, there was a lot of doubters, and I mean, they proved them wrong. I mean, Anthony Davis kind of blossomed into basically a takeover player. LeBron James kind of shut a lot of people out, saying that like he was old, he wasn't gonna be able to do too much. And then he kind of took over, and I mean, just their just their bench too has really blossomed into something else i mean danny green's gone so i mean that's going to be a little bit of a difference but alex caruso has really taken the world by storm especially since a lot of people were saying like what's a g league player doing on that roster but he's really kind of settled into that role of being the support guy that comes in i mean he doesn't get the minutes that i don't i don't think he gets the minutes he deserves but with a star shot lineup like that it's kind of it's understandable but like i mean it's just a situation where 
I don't think Clippers have what it takes. I don't think they have the team chemistry either to kind of take over Lakers. I think that's that's the one big thing that they have. If you've seen, I, mean, I think JaVale McGee had like those. He had vlogs in the bubble too, and just to kind of see how they acted on and off the court was pretty cool to see, especially for how close they had in. You know, they got guys who really really do well, like J.R. Smith, who's LeBron brought in, and he's worked in pretty well. So honestly, it's. Clipper, Clippers just don't have the team chemistry or just a, or just the situational awareness that yeah the Lakers have yeah I think the Lakers right now um you literally absolutely steal Montrez Harrell literally from the Clippers and yeah the have to walk now eighty feet farther down the locker room but I think the Lakers do have the the better team now overall just because. I mean, the Clippers really, what was going to make them better was their bench depth. And really, the Lakers really did a great job compensating for that. And they really they really developed their bench as well. They had some great guys there. I mean, obviously, Danny Green was there. And now you replace Danny Green and basically, like, JaVale McGee with... I'm blanking right now. Montrez Harrell and... um. Oh my good. Dennis Schroeder. Holy cow. That yeah. took forever. Dennis Schroeder. I think that those are two upgrades. So I like the Lakers this year. I just want to point out real quick that he said J.R. Smith and situational awareness in the same sentence. My bad. I I lost <laughs> what I was gonna I lost what I was gonna say, so I said situational awareness, and then as soon as I said that, I was just like well, so wait I, a minute. I was like, wait a minute. I just talked about J.R. I mean, Smith. This doesn't work. We, we, we man's, were just, man's just, yeah. Do you think he's Not got like a person, like LeBron as a person on the sidelines? He'd be like, all right, you are going to be the guy that tells J.R. Smith <laughs> what the score is and what time it is. Yes. Oh, I don't man. know. J.R. Smith is probably high each game, so who knows? Yeah, that was brutal. All right, uh, Denver and Utah. That's a tough one, I, isn't it? I mm-hmm. those I love both those teams. I would go with the Nuggets though, just because. Yeah, I was gonna say the Nuggets as well. Yeah, Murray. Yeah. I mean, Jokic. Those two alone. I think the U- Utah is a good core, yeah. but they don't have really. That. And I mean, they brought Laker. They brought the Lakers to a seven game series, mm-hmm. and I mean, they they really shown a lot of people that they were the real deal. And I think I gotta take them over the fact that like Utah only has Donovan Mitchell, and I don't really know who else they have. And Gary Harris, come on. I mean, yeah, but the f- but the depth that that uh, Denver has just I feel like is just a little bit better, especially since I mean they got Bull Bull kind of took over, especially kind of in the early parts of the bubble. He was pretty well. I mean, he got I mean he's in the G League I think right now, so he's developing. But from what we saw, he's a, a very promising player, and just what they have is pretty promising. And Jamal Murray has definitely been a guy who has blossomed out to be a incredible point guard especially for how well he's been playing and then you got Jokic who just who can do it all he's a he's basically a point guard center who can pass shoot can be a threat in the paint he's just a I feel like Denver closely since just their depth is the main reason main difference but you can really pick which whichever one you want yeah I would say so Adam you said Nuggets yeah I go Nuggets Nuggets okay um last one um the Warriors or the Pistons I gotta go Pistons. Their, hey, their draft yes. was incredible. I no, you gotta go Warriors. I think for the next couple of years, because oh. I don't know how long. I just don't know how long that or how long that Clay and Steph will be able to keep up this elite level play and this elite level shooting, and then kind of be able to bring in guys and stuff like that. So I don't know, but Do Pistons. They, Clay just tears ACL again. Yeah, that's what so. I'm saying. It's like it's it's all about longevity for that team. So I don't. It's gonna be definitely. Definitely interesting to see where they go 
in terms of what their future is going to look like. Because I feel like once that Steph and Clay era is over, they're going to be like, well, what now? Like, well, they got Wiseman. They had a pretty good draft pick this well, year. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I'm saying, is Wiseman going to be that takeover player and that incredible like generational talent like Steph Curry? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is yeah. if that doesn't turn out, like what's going to happen? But right now, especially Steph Curry is just like, I mean, he's hitting threes. He He's an incredible shooter, and Clay, if he's health, if he can be healthy for this season, he'll be an incredible shooting. And they, we've seen what they've been able to do when they're both hot. And I think, I mean, it's kind of a easy. It's easy. It's easy answer for to say Warriors right now, mm-hmm. but in a couple of years, that'll maybe be a little bit more of a closer question. Well, well, I'm, okay, if it were the eighties, Detroit all the way. They have all the centers. Every center in the league. <laughs> we did have pretty much... I think we had six registered veteran centers at one point. But obviously, Troy Weir had a plan. But I'm going to go out in my inner Barrett and tell you why the Pistons are better. I feel like that the, their young core can be very developed. I mean, Killian Hayes... You mean better in the next couple of years or just better right now? They're better right now. This is my this is my inner Barrett hot take Friday. We have Leangelo Ball. He's the greatest player that's ever going to live. Leangelo gonna Ball is going to be in the G League for probably a year. <laughs> Dude, I was trying to go on my inner Barrett and I just can't do it. I, just, I, don't, I don't know how Barrett did that, but yeah. that was that was really funny. But I think that the, the Pistons are really on a good track with Yeah, they, Killian, they definitely are. Killian and Plumlee with their, the pick and roll and then you have Jeremy Grant developing his post game um which is another reason the nuggets were really good last year so um those guys the healthy blake healthy d rose really the sky's give the it, limit yeah, for this give team. it a couple years give it like I'm two not gonna or three say, years and we can probably contend for a lot of those like toss-up games and stuff like that that are going to be close especially for playoff runs and stuff like that mm-hmm. but right now it's like we just got a young core that kind of aren't used to it give them time to basically build themselves in an nba setting and stuff like that and give them the chances and that's what i feel like we're going to actually see some results but right now i mean i mean we're just detroit so you, you really can't say much Got that French connection with Siku and, and killian yeah, Seiko, that's Seiku gonna be, and killian. it's gonna be nice it's french gonna connection. be very nice. Very, very nice. Okay. Um, we'll go now to the college side. Um, Adam, of course, is a big Spartans fan, so he's pretty stoked on how MSU's playing. Me and Joe, obviously, on the other side of the fence. Uh, our Wolverines play tonight yeah. against Toledo. Um, I'm expecting a W, nothing less. Yeah, I we'll feel go like- 5-0, and I think the real test is going to come when we have to start conference play because right now I, I don't even think we're ranked right now in the we're top 25. Well, not, I mean, look at our, look at our record. Anybody. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Look at our record. I mean, our toughest team has been Oakland. Yeah, I mean, that, that shouldn't like, have been our toughest game. Yeah, it's – and, I mean, come to – and the next toughest game is going to be, like, Maryland or, like, Wisconsin, like, in the next couple of weeks. So, yeah, I think – give I, it Give it time, and I feel like if we just still keep rolling, we'll be fine, but – Right now, I understand why we're not ranked because we have not played anybody. But we have not played anybody good. Michigan so State far. though has kind of been rolling. I'm not we haven't lie. played yes, away sir. yet either. Yeah, MSU looks really good. Um, they, I mean, they obviously had their game canceled last night yeah. against Be- Virginia, he- which was kind of sad because I think MSU would have won that game. Kind of exposed Virginia a little bit, but. I mean that that that'll be a pretty good yeah. showdown because I, I like I like the idea of these two teams going up against each other because I mean obviously um big men you guys have um. You guys have Bingham. He's six eleven, and then the rest of our big men are like six eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, we have seven. We have Mister Mister Hunter Dickinson, who's seven feet tall. But um, yeah. I think Tillman I, was six eight too, and he wiped the floor with Teskey. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Tes- I mean, Till- Tillman was like incredibly good. Like, yeah. And Teskey was just like I think. Uh, I think Tillman was 
one of the best defensive players in college basketball last year. And yeah, not best. saying not saying that biasly or anything. The way he defended the paint, yeah, I mean, one of the best, if not the best. He put the yeah. clamps on Luca Garza when they yeah. played. Yeah, Luca Garza has been. I I give him credit. He's really been. You you look at him and you you kind of like you've watched him like earlier in his development. You're like that kid's not gonna be very good. And then now look where he is now. He's pretty much in the the nation player of the year talk already. But I feel like that that Iowa team can get a little streaky. I think, and I think we've seen that in past. I mean, you have you have guys like Bohannon, McCaffrey, Wieskamp. Those guys can shoot. But the thing is, is like if you rely on shooting day in and day out, that's a little bit of a problem because in reality, as Michigan fans, we know what that feels like. Yeah, if you if we've like had you, good shooting teams, yeah, and if we've dropped some games. If you're not hot or if your shots are not falling, then that's a very big kind of mental gap to get over because I mean you're used to it falling down and then it's like a massive part of your game is now not working for you so you have to use the underdeveloped like getting into the paint or getting those mid-range shots and if like those aren't falling either then you're kind of up the river without a paddle and I mean Iowa now it's I mean they play Iowa State I they play Iowa State Friday then Northern Illinois and then Gonzaga is going to be a huge test because mm-hmm. I mean UNC was a test it was a top 25 matchup but I mean UNC has not been as UNC good as they've been over the past couple years especially last no. year so I don't think that they're as much of a threat as they as a lot of people pose them to be but Iowa right now if they play if they play well and if their threes are falling and Luka Garza still plays well I think they're going to give Gonzaga a run for their money is Duke even ranked right now? Ten. They were ten, but they got ten? they got a little I beating think. last night from Illinois, who's also been a really, really good team. I mean, last yeah, year so that was surprise. Yeah, they've been surprising to see um, too. Yeah, Desunmu or Desunmu. I for, I always forget how to pronounce his name. I apologize if I yeah. messed it up. But eighty-three to sixty-eight. That's insane. Yeah, they they put they put the pummel on them. I mean, they they played fantastic against Duke, and I know we were talking about before the show, Mike. Um, Mike Krzyzewski, Coach K, we all know, um, Duke head coach. He's He's been – it's really hard to see how, like, they've been playing so subpar compared to what we've seen Duke teams play over the past in history. And the way this team's played this year hasn't been very good. And then he came out with the press conference last night that said, um, we're – how why are basically why are we playing right now with COVID and it doesn't feel right it's not the same and it I wish he would have waited to say that because right after a game when you say that it almost makes you sound like you're making excuses which I know like Coach K obviously yeah, he does, I great mean, he person, doesn't make, great coach yeah, he doesn't make excuses but you can no. only, it only begs the question like dude like yeah it it makes everybody think about it and the media is going to run with it and stuff like that so that's kind of a sad thing that's going to yeah. happen but. Yeah, Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky, Kansas. Those teams have really not been... I mean, Kansas has been pretty good, um, which is kind of hard to say sometimes because they've struggled at points. So those teams have really kind of taken a downfall over the last couple of years. So, And it's kind of funny to say downfall when they're still ranked in the top 25. And look at Michigan. Oh, boy. We're, we're in a little bit of... Give we're, it time. Give I don't, it time. We're, we're not, get, we'll get we're back not in there. trouble. We're not I mean, in trouble. We're 4-0, which yeah, is... We just need to play... A, we either need to play on the road, which we haven't done, or play a pretty good ranked team, which we haven't done. So it's really hard. It's really throwing out possibilities until that's happened. So, I mean, the Big Ten looks really good this year, I would say. I mean... We have the most. Yeah, right now we got five in the in the top 25. Five or six, I believe, yeah. yeah. I Ohio mean, State's, what, like 22? Yep. Wisconsin's ranked. Yep, Illinois, Michigan State, Rutgers, Iowa, 
in Illinois and Rutgers. Mm-hmm. So six. Six ranked teams. And Michigan was on there at one point. Yeah. But we, we'll, we'll get back on there, clearly. But yeah. yeah, I like the way you think. Don't shake your head. Yeah, Adam. Don't shake, Don't your, shake head. your head. You come on our podcast. He's Michigan. You, tell me <laughs> Michigan State is the number four team in the country. Why? Well, well, because they've won games against people who are good at basketball, as opposed to Michigan, who has won games against people who are not good at basketball. Because we haven't even gotten our we schedule got hasn't even. Yet. I mean, exactly. I will give it gives us Michigan in charge State. Of, like, I mean, Michigan State pretty did beat, has some Michigan State did that. beat Duke, but like they, that's the only ranked team that they've played. They played. Yeah, they had some schedule. They have Wisconsin on the twenty fifth. They had Virginia last night. They scheduled some. Michigan's out here playing St. Peter's Lutheran School here in Big Rapids. Whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, whoa. Bowling Green, Oakland, Ball State, UCF, Toledo. Yeah, I will give you that. Our schedule right now isn't super great, but I mean, Eastern Michigan, That's Notre Dame, who's not even process. ranked. Duke, I'll give you that. It's Did- the process. Detroit, which isn't very good. Western Michigan, not they even ranked. Virginia and they have Wisconsin Sunday, scheduled for the 25th. Northwestern, next Sunday, not even ranked. Then Wisconsin, ranked. So if they, I mean, I'm no doubt that Michigan State's a good team. It's just that, I mean, they have the a ske- much tougher, tougher schedule. Don't tell me that Notre Other Dame, than Duke, Virginia, and Wisconsin. These last five games, you only had one tough game. Yeah, when when's the next Michigan ranked game? Um, we have to go play. Um, I believe it's. Oh my gosh! Before I, the end of the year, how many are they going to play? How many ranked teams are they going to play? Um, plenty. Probably some because Maryland's undefeated Probably right now. Probably some. Please, <laughs> tell me how many. Okay, we're going to tell you right now. So we have to Hold play. Up, wait a minute. And this is the thing, though, is we don't play them until towards the end of the year because Juwan Howard's got the system where we're going to start off, get the roll going, so then we go into conference ready to go, and then we'll play tougher teams down the stretch because we will have – I mean, we're going to have to play Michigan State, Iowa, Ohio State. Rutgers, Wisconsin, Illinois. We actually play you guys twice. Wisconsin again. Well, yeah, we're in, both in the Big Ten. Obviously, you're gonna play us twice. We don't. We don't play everybody twice. I mean, you, Michigan and Michigan State are gonna play twice. Come on. Well, yeah, that's given. Yeah, so, that's always <laughs> I, I mean, I'm just saying. I'd rather teams. have our schedule that we're gradually going up to those tough teams, so that way we can get it rolling. Like Brandon said, would you want Howard? Then start off with tough teams because we're peak at the right time. Yeah, we're right time. All, it's all about timing here. All right. You're we're, telling me you're telling me that Izzo's method of playing people early in the year who are good doesn't make Michigan State peak at the right time. He's Mr. March, dude. I don't doubt that they're a good team. This is they, this has been Izzo's strategy okay, here's the forever. Thing. Here's, the thing. here's the thing. You don't have Cassius Winston this year, who is the be- probably Big Ten player of the year last year. You don't have Xavier Tillman. You, I don't really think Rocket Watts is going to be able to pick up the slack, pick up Cassius Winston. He's scoring spot. twenty points. Joey Hauser too has been killing it. Double double machine over here. He scored like 23, 24 the other night. Give it time. I mean, yeah, one game against Duke. When that tough game against Duke, I'll give you that. That was a pretty good game. But like, you can't. Other than that, you haven't even played any tough teams. And then you almost lost to Oakland. Yeah, I will say that. But we won. One bad game. Ugly W is a better than a clean than a clean loss. I always say that. I'm telling Michigan State's much harder schedule at the beginning of the year. 
that's not you know, I'm not disagreeing with yeah, that. I'm I mean, also I, yeah, I said I said that already. I said I'll give you that. They had a tougher schedule. I'm saying though, I'd like Michigan's chances right now, especially for the way that we've. I mean, the way that Juwan we'll Howard's put it, we'll see. We, yeah, we will see. We I will never see. said that Michigan State is not going to peak at the right time. I'm saying for Michigan, we want to peak at the right time because there's been times where we have not, and there's been times we have. So. We want to start out with the lower games and work up into the bigger games. That's just the way we roll. You I'm guys, curious here. I'm gonna look you guys up do you. We do us. Okay, and then we'll meet. We'll on see the, how it goes the, on my birthday, February sixth, to see who comes out on top and is at that, Chrysler. Is that even intentional? I feel like all the conference games are in the end of the year anyway, and with the Big Ten being so good, of course we're going to play more ranked teams at the end of the year. Right. How many out of conference games? that are like ranked are you guys playing uh, I think one well we were going to play NC State who was borderline top 25 but they fell out so now we play Toledo because they we were playing Toledo that was because like the only they were game. the only game we could find basically Let's see here I'm looking which they're also pretty good I mean they're leading the MAC right now so it could be interesting literally I, the only ranked teams you're playing throughout the entire year are Big Ten teams not a single out of conference. I mean, you can game. make the same argument for Michigan State. You can't though because they schedule the Duke team. and they schedule Virginia. No, he's he has a point there. I'm not yeah. saying that they don't have. They, they've had they have had have a tough system, schedule. Have yours. That's what we're saying. That's what we're saying. I just don't agree that it's the system because it's all Big Ten teams anyway that they'd be playing regardless. Who said anything about the system? You guys, you said it's it's our system. It's right. our system. What? Is it a system or is it just because they're playing Big Ten teams now? No, the system is we want to Wait. start the roll up right when we get into conference. We want to start like the actual. I don't like think it is a system role. because the conference schedule starts later in the season anyway. But we know bi- that, and we know what the Big Ten schedule is when we put together the non-conference schedule because we have to play Ohio State, Iowa, or no, that's you guys. Never mind. We have to play you guys at the end of the year. I'm pretty sure that's the very last game. It is. It's always we, the last game. Yeah, we have to play you guys at the end of the year. We also have to go and play against Iowa, Ohio State, Rutgers, Wisconsin, Illinois, you guys. So we have to play six out of the seven games that we final or we finish the season with are all ranked. I just think like that doesn't they weren't taking into account what they ranked. Like they weren't trying to test themselves. If if Rutgers wasn't even ranked and lost every game, they played Rutgers anyway cuz it's the Big 10 team. It's the Big 10 schedule. You're not challenging yourself. Why do you say that? Well, because like like I said, look at Michigan State's these um these out of conference games that they're scheduling, like with Virginia and Duke, and right. they like last year they had Kentucky. They're all they always play some tough out of conference games. Michigan, they didn't schedule any of those. Like I'm saying, though, the tough games against the ranked teams that were scheduled would have been scheduled regardless of how good they were because they're Big Ten teams anyway. Right. So is it a system at all, or is he? Is it just not a cupcake schedule because we have to play those teams? Well, I think what we're saying is that we have the somewhat easy schedule at the start so that we can get rolling when it counts at conference play. I just don't agree that it's a planned thing. I'm pretty sure it is. I because, it is. I mean... Michigan State, it has worked for them because they went to the Final Four when they beat Duke in the in March Madness two years ago. So I'll say that. 
But the thing is, like Michigan still is a per, like is a good basketball team. Of course, like they aren't. I mean, last year they weren't as good as the year prior because I mean they lost Mo Wagner, who was basically the heart and soul of the team at that point. So they didn't really have too many good guys. But like you can make a you can just make an argument that like you can just say that it's just like it's just us trying to get ready for conference play by making it so we build up so that we're on the run and that we're on a good roll. I don't like it. I don't like it. Just because you don't like it doesn't mean it ain't right. Like <laughs> they didn't have an option. Like they had the most cupcake schedule they could have, because they didn't have an option to not schedule the other teams because they're Big Ten teams anyway. Well, here's the thing though: is we knew after this season that our cha- our team was going to change. Like we have a like basically a I don't want to say a whole new starting five, but pretty much our out of our ten players, we lost three, four, five of them. I think Isaiah so, Livers is the only returner, right? Ben Brooks. The, those Brooks. are really the only returners. That's another one. And then be Nunez, but he doesn't even he's not even in that that thing cuz we have to add Mike Smith, Hunter Dickinson, um I'm blanking on his name. Oh my goodness. Brandon Johns. Um no, Brandon Terrence Johns Williams. is a returner. Terrence Williams, that's who I was thinking. Yeah. Of. But I just wanted to say that just because we don't have a tough schedule at the beginning, not going to say that that means that we're going to have a worse season than you guys are. That's what I'm going. Yeah, to it's say. just a different. Mm, I think it's. I think it's an indicator. I think that Michigan State could lose like three cupcake games this year. I mean, like you said, after after the start, besides, of course, you know, Notre Dame's no cupcake game. Let's be let's be real here. You know, that's Notre they, Dame. They're, I Notre mean, they're Dame not ranked. ranked. Yeah, they're not. Just because you're not ranked doesn't mean you're cut. Like. There's definitely tiers, okay? You're, you're telling me that Notre Dame and Oakland are in the same tier? I mean, if you go by the unranked tier. How many unranked people make the NCAA tournament? Like, Notre Dame is going to be there, right? They're going to be at least a bubble team. Mm. I the, way they, the way they played. They, they didn't even make it last year, did they? I don't think so. Or did they? I I can't remember. Anyway. Let's just agree to disagree. Agree yep. to disagree. We'll, we'll see how we'll see how the season goes. We'll yeah. see how the season goes. So we have our process. You have yours, and we'll see who process. comes out on. T- what do you? What, it. What? What is your problem <laughs> with me saying process? I just don't think it's a process. I just don't. Uh, I don't agree with. So the, you're saying that we don't control our schedule? Well, you do. I just don't like. Thank you. Like you're not gearing up to play better teams because if well, uh, I mean you can make the argument that we are because we're just building up to conference play. Thank you. Which is our big game? Yeah, you can make you can make that. That's can, our choice. If we if yeah. we it's a stupid and conference choice. games are big games, so you can say the you can say like way. If we're in the bubble by the end of the year and when conference comes or schedule comes into play, we understand what the consequences are. We're, I'm just we're saying that I'm just saying it's weak sauce. And if I was the crew, I'd be like, oh, I could be playing Duke in November and December. Or I could be playing, you know, uh, Oakland. You know? Man. Well, I mean, you can make the argument that playing Duke earlier on in the year is an easier matchup because they aren't used to each other. You can make that argument, too. But any- yeah, anyways, anyways. You're t- anyways. Oh. <laughs> the what? <laughs> playing Duke earlier in the year is an easier matchup than playing Oakland? No, no, playing no, no, Duke no, 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 no,
I don't think he can. Not when the other teams you're playing is Oakland and Toledo. We're not. I didn't even bring that it. up. We're not comparing it, Adam. We're not comparing <laughs> it. Whatever. We are, we are saying that Duke at the beginning the of the year, year is you not the, the numbers, same caliber. Is not the same well, caliber yeah, as yeah, Duke. Yeah, I agree with so that. you could say that, like maybe, because like early on in the year, Duke's probably easier team to beat than they are later on in the year. That's what I'm saying. It's like maybe that's why they schedule them really. No doubt that Duke's a tough team, but I'm just saying. Well, it's like the Big say, Ten schedules later in the year. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you could schedule later on for like a, or earlier on. That's, anyways, whatever. Agree, disagree. We'll, we'll, <laughs> let's move on. They'll play twice. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens. Listeners, you've just been we'll see what happens. We literally got a random argument together to distract you guys for 20 minutes. <laughs> so, we're going to end the show with some college football really quick. Um, we didn't get to the NFL. We won't get to the NFL today. But if you want to hear us talk about it, see us on Mike's and Takes on Friday. Um, Michigan does not have to play Ohio State. Thank goodness that would have ended. Lord. That would ended. I don't know. We might could have won. No, nope, could not have. No, no they don't wouldn't even. Have. Don't even. We would not have won. We would. It would have been a Michigan State situation. If we Michigan got State blown out by be, forty. If Michigan State could beat Michigan, Michigan could beat Ohio State. After the way they played, the talent gap is not even close. I have. I've, so talent doesn't saying, win you games. I'm just saying. What? I'm sad with our situation. Not situa- necessarily. I'm sad with our situation. I think that's a huge factor. Systems can win games. It's a little bit of both. Because like, you can have like an incredible team. Well, yeah, you can I, have an incredible talent team that hangs with a very technical what, that's team. That's what you want. Yeah, yeah I'm that's saying, what I'm saying. I mean, you look at Iowa. They don't have superstar players. They didn't get any superstar players recruiting-wise. Garza developed into a superstar player. And they were still winning yeah. games before Garza was a stud. I mean, even look at NCAA. I mean, look at their football team so, right now. I mean, they're ranked 16, and they don't really have any, like, superstar players. Exactly. System. Either way, I don't think Michigan would have been able to do anything, especially with our defense against Justin Fields. No chance. It would, yeah. it, would, it would have looked like Ohio State versus the Morley State with Rocket football team out there. It would have been bad. I'm, I'm glad that we all throw shade at Morley State. Sorry, any Mohawks that are listening to this. Um, Anyways. But, I mean, yeah, I'm kind of grateful we didn't have to see it in case it hadn't been that way. But, um, I mean, that's some pretty good. It would have just been, I mean, here's the thing. You could say as a fan you want it to happen so that way, like, we actually, like, get kicked into the gear for next year and figure mm-hmm. something out. Or you can just be like, I'm happy because now we can just, like, work on yeah. getting ready for next year. Because the reality for, is we might we might extend Harbaugh. People need to know that. Like, they've offered yeah, him a three-year consent, or extension. I mean, from, ex- a, from a recruiting standpoint, like, you have a recruit, recruits coming in, they're not going to see Ohio State score 80 on the Michigan defense. So that's good. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing that I'm <laughs> happy about. It's like we don't have to f- see that at all. So I mean, I don't know. Other, I mean, other games too. Top twenty-five matchup: Georgia versus Missouri. That's going to be a pretty good one. Georgia's probably going to w- win that one, but I mean, I don't know. To- I mean, top twenty-fives are always a toss-up. So we'll see. I mean, yeah. who's Georgia's quarterback again? Uh, they bounce between three of them because JT Makes Daniels sense. is there, but he wasn't the starter day one. So not- after Rodrigo Blankenship left, they lost all hope. Yeah, respect <laughs> the specs. Yeah, respect the specs, man. Um, Cincinnati plays Tulsa, so that could that could end Cincinnati's chances. I mean, there's been or actually that game got canceled along with uh, Ole Miss and Texas A&M. Oklahoma plays West Virginia. Um, I don't think Oklahoma really has a chance unless they make it to the Big Twelve championship game, which they might now. And Spencer Rattler might win the Big Spencer Twelve Rattler championship. Kind of sucks. <laughs> 
There you go. Plug for, <laughs> plug for the episode. Yeah, plug for uh, the episode. Northwestern plays Illinois. I feel like Northwestern will win that game. They've been playing really good football. Mm-hmm. Um, North Carolina and Miami. Yes, this is a football game, not a basketball game with two teams ranked. Um, that one should be interesting. Sam Howell's been playing pretty well. Miami's been kind of a sleeper team. They kind of... I mean, yeah, they're number 10 right now. So yeah, that's pretty surprising. I mean, I didn't really expect them to be that high yeah, this year. Yeah, you talked about Iowa. Wisconsin hungry after that loss to Indiana that they should have won. Um, they're they're going to be ready to play against Iowa this weekend. Iowa takes on Purdue. Or not Iowa. Indiana plays Purdue. My yeah. apologies. Um, Coastal Carolina, a.k.a. the new UCF, will play Troy. Um, great way to end your season. Um, <laughs> yeah, probably going to be just a blowout that's going to move them like maybe up a spot. And well, they'll, their fans are gonna yeah, be that'll basically but. be a seal to get into the, the Sun Belt. So, Which I think they might have to play um, Louisiana, who's also a ranked yeah. team. So... There might, I'm excited. Might I'm excited for BYU for the BYU San Diego State game because I'm interested to see if BYU is actually going to be able to end it out on a win, or if they're going to be like, or if that loss to the Chanticleers is going to be a pretty big rattle for them that they're going to have to come over. So. Rattled, season rattled, over. season over? Question mark. Season over with a San Diego State upset. Yeah, watch, watch this, guys. All I gotta say is any team, anytime, any place. That's what I'm. <laughs> Hey, I you know what I would love to see Kansas gets their first win of the season against Texas. Not gonna happen. Kansas is garb. Just watch. That would be the greatest Kansas thing ever. Kansas is Kansas is bad. It is twenty twenty. So. Kansas is bad. I mean, yeah, anything could happen, but I mean, who knows? I think that one. Ellinger Ellinger <laughs> hasn't even been playing very well either. I mean, they're ranked twenty, but like compared to him in the past couple years, he has not been playing very well. It's not been great. LSU plays Florida. Florida should blop the floor with them, theoretically. Yeah, LSU has not been super um, great. Oklahoma State coming off that loss, they'll play Baylor. They're still ranked, so that one's interesting. USC also playing UCLA in that classic matchup. Uh, should be really interesting. Good week of college football. Stay tuned. Yeah, exciting for a pretty good weekend. Yeah, going to be a pretty good weekend. As we shoot you there now, um, as we end the show, Adam, thanks again for getting us wild up in the studio, as you do oh, always. My pleasure. <laughs> Joe, another good day in the office, my friend. Always, always. Take care, everybody.